What's up, everybody, and welcome in. I am Oscar Barkas here, socially distanced and about a thousand miles away from Sam McFadden. And welcome, guys, to episode 28 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, we uh, unfortunately have not been able to record yet just due to the distance and due to busy week, but we've got our episode for week 10 coming at you live now, um, and I'm excited. It's quite the doozy. Yeah, episode 28, I mean, we're excited about 25, and that's 28's three more than 25, so. Yeah, and some say it's three times better. Um, I've heard people I'm gonna, say I'm gonna, that. I'll just, I'll take your word for it. Math doesn't seem to check out, but, you know, uh, you're smarter than I am, so. All right, all right. We've got our classic quick questions, a good amount of news to run through for you guys, some last week of trading keep trade cuts because the fantasy football trade deadline is this week, and then our classic week 10 starts sits. Unfortunately, we missed the Thursday night football game. I don't know about you, it did not go how I thought it would. Um, <laughs> I... I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought that, uh, I don't know. I thought it was weird that everyone, I felt like everyone was thinking the Titans were definitely going to win. And the Colts are no, good. I, like, I I don't know. I'm, like, I'm surprised they won by as much as they did, but I'm not surprised oh, at yeah. all that they won. No, no. And we, a little backstory for you guys. We tried to record this yesterday, and there was some weird kind of reverb echoing that was going on that we didn't want to post uh, right affected the quality for sure but when we talked about this game we both thought it was going to be a pretty good game i mean intra-divisional game both these teams look like playoff teams um but to see logan woodside out for the titans for the last four minutes of the game i mean they pulled ryan Tannehill pretty early oh yeah um, I was I was surprised. Uh, I don't I, know the uh, the mom- they had no momentum. Yeah, I don't know. It was it didn't shock me that much. The game was was over. Yeah, the game was out of hand by that point. But it was uh, I'm sure some people's first time ever hearing the name Logan Woodside. So yes, it was big day for him. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, you got a quick quick question for me here. Yeah, good question. So uh, we're in week ten. We're coming to the uh, to the to the really back portion of the season here. We're over halfway through. We're all, we're getting to the point where it's you know trade deadlines are coming up. Um, you're making your last push for playoff seating, getting ready for the playoffs, all that stuff. My question to you is: Are there any significant changes in the way that you uh, operate? Like as far as training goes, as far as who who you're putting on your bench, who you're playing, that sort of thing, in these last couple of weeks leading up to the playoffs. I think the first thing to mention here is something that we talk about a lot. Depth does not matter as much as it seems like it does, even in a year with all the craziness going on with coronavirus and it seems like an uptick of injuries. You can pick people up and play if you really need to. I mean, I've cycled through my bench and always had pretty good depth. I've traded it away and managed to get it back through uh, waivers. Right. 
so that's first on my list. Uh, but second, the biggest change for me is in fantasy football, my target for my team is to have the strength of the, of the team be at running back. Uh, just because that's normally the position where you get both rushing and receiving a lot more consistent, but also a lot of boom bust weeks or boom weeks. Um, and this season it's been opposite. If you don't have the Alvin Kamara, Dalvin cook, uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of names past that, um, where these guys are Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy these guys are locked and loaded RB1s. They're going to score 20 points minimum a week, pretty much. Right. Past that, the RB5 like five through the RB24, I think even this past week we saw it, they all scored within like two or three points of each other. It was like the top three running backs had 30 points plus, and then everyone else had 12 to 15. So something that I did with my most important team in Sam and I's league of league of record is I went straight for wide receivers. I went for the best wide receivers in the league um, and sacrificed a little bit at the running back position. And I'm, I'm so confident in my team with weaker running backs than I'd like to have. Okay. I think the, uh, the difference for me as we get into this portion of the season is, uh, I my bench starts looking a lot of different, a lot differently. You're right. Depth, depth. We do talk about it a lot. Depth isn't is that isn't that important, especially now. And the reason I say that is, uh, usually this time is when I start looking to roster maybe a second defense. Go a couple weeks yep. into the into into further into the season, find good matchups that are coming up, and go out and get those guys for zero fab and hold them on your spot, hold them in your roster for when that nice nice uh, matchup comes up. Um, now is when I'm much more uh, interested in maybe a hand hand uh, cuff than I was in the for the majority of the season. Um, uh, other than that, though, I think you hit the nail right on the head. This this year has been a little differently with these wide receivers just putting up crazy amounts of points. Um, and like I mean, last week is a great example. Wayne Gallman was the number seven running back on the week. Besides, he uh, sure was. Besides Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, no one scored really over twenty points. So, uh, so it's just you know, it's one of those things we we also always say stay water, uh, and this is one of the this is a good example of why we do that. Yeah, I mean, the it's just the fact the passing numbers are up so much this year um, with teams like the Seahawks and the Cardinals and the Texans that all they do is pass the football. And the Bills last week against the Seahawks ran the ball like one time in the first half. Yep. So if you can get – I mean, you could go three or four receivers deep on the Bills and still be okay with who you play. And oh, on the Seahawks, same thing. Texans same thing so that's that's uh, the biggest change as far as my whole like fantasy outlook looks as far as my question for you though Sam speaking to those same Seahawks here's a little quick fact for you guys Peyton Manning's MVP 2013 crazy season had 5,500 yards 50 touchdowns crazy I mean yeah something that we haven't 
we hadn't seen before that. Quarterbacks are putting up even more numbers than that now. But on the flip side, defenses are allowing more numbers than that. So the, the quick fact, fun fact for you guys is this year, if you take every quarterback that's played the Seahawks and combine them, they'd be averaging 362 yards per game, yep. which is 20 more than Peyton Manning averaged that MVP season. So we talked about it like after week four or five when we were seeing the league just not call the not call offensive penalties really and call more defensive penalties, which is mm-hmm. leading to this boom in offense. It's pretty obvious. I, I, I asked you then, did you think that they were going to try and fix it after the first four weeks? And it's pretty obvious that's not going to happen. Do you think that they revert back to like a sense of normalcy after this season? Or do you think that this boom of offense just keeps going? Um, I think that the... I think eventually it'll swing back the other way. I think this it's sort of like a pendulum that'll go back and forth. I don't think that necessarily happens next season. I mean, it's been going up and up and up for a couple seasons now. Um, we just keep we keep seeing all these new players come out that can sling the ball around. We see all these offenses that throw the ball way more. I don't think that's going anywhere right now. And people are only going to get more creative on offense. It's just a matter of when uh, when defenses get creative enough to catch up or get smart enough to catch up uh, to maybe bring those point totals down. Um, but if I had to bet money on whether there's, you know, more off, more yards, more points next year than this year, I'd probably say, I don't know, I'd probably take more. I'd probably take more touchdowns, more more yards, just because it's, it's the trend. I... I, I I'm not willing to say that uh, next year's the the year that defenses figure it out. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm completely with you. So what you're saying is you don't think that the league makes changes towards penalties because that's been oh, one of no. the biggest factors. No, yeah. yeah. Penalties penalties have made a huge difference, and I I don't think that they will do it mainly because uh, football's so dang fun to watch right now. People, people exactly like points. People like say. yards. Like the, yeah. the NFL is better the off with a lot of offense. offense. Yeah. 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 So, and they did it this year because I, I don't know about you going into this league year, it looked like this would be one of the worst years of football ever just because teams hadn't had a whole lot of time to practice and there's yeah. no fans. And yet we've had this explosion of offense. And that was because they, they decided to lax a little bit on the penalties now that they've seen it, I just I just don't think that they're gonna go back. Yeah, I I, I it would be so stupid of them to go back now. It, it, there's no way they change it. It's it's too good for the NFL. It is too good, but you never know with Roger. Um, all right, well let's hop into the news here. We've got some COVID news, some injury news, a lot of big running back names we're gonna discuss. But let's try and get through this as quickly as possible because. I think that the uh, meat of the episode is in is in the later stuff. Certainly. All right. Well, first, we have Ben Roethlisberger and several Steelers are on the COVID reserve list. Uh, Vance McDonald was the Steelers player that caught coronavirus, and he sat next to Ben Roethlisberger on the plane. So 
dangerous situation there. And then Ben also hurt both knees after a big hit on Sunday against the Cowboys. So he's in rough shape. Um, still haven't heard anything about him getting cleared for Sunday. No, and it's getting more and more worrisome for sure. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you would be able to – like I can't go into this weekend expecting him to play. I'm expecting him to not no. play. If he plays, great, but I'm expecting to see Mason Rudolph the up Bengals. there. Hey, the the I I would not be surprised if the Steelers come out of come out of this nine and zero, even with Mason Rudolph, just because they're so freaking good. But yeah, we'll see. It's I mean, it, Joe Burrow leads a pretty good attack. It it could be a lot better game with Roethlisberger out. Um, yeah, a lot closer game at least. Certainly, I just think that they're going to run the ball down their throats with James Conner. All right, uh, Patriots running back news. Damian Harris was injured on Monday night. Sonny Michelle, who was on the COVID list and on IR, is supposed to be back this week, whereas Damian Harris is trending towards being out. Are you playing any Patriots running backs? Uh, no, not at all. All right. <laughs> Me neither. Let's move on then. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is really too bad. He uh, came back after – Six weeks, seven weeks missing with the high ankle sprain. Played a great game. And then on the last drive of the game, suffered a shoulder injury and has been ruled out for this week. However, Matt Rule said that he should be good for next week. Sam, you're the uh, resident Christian McCaffrey manager. How does this news make you feel? It makes me feel like I should have traded for Mike Davis a while ago. Um Yeah. Uh, I think still right now, McCaffrey fans, you have to, or McCaffrey owners, I think you have to uh, go out and get uh, Mike Davis anyway. Uh, even oh, though yeah. the price yeah. might be a little higher. It, like, McCaffrey came back, he got a different injury, he's out again. And I, it's, I'm not saying McCaffrey's like super injury prone or anything like that. No. But it scared me enough to where, you know. If you got McCaffrey while he's injured, you probably gave up significant uh, capital for him. You can't, uh, you can't just not have him. So Mike Davis is the next best best thing. My advice: go out and get Mike Davis. Yeah, and that's another thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, going back to your quick question, I never roster the backups to my running backs all season. I, I just don't like having the backups to my running backs. Something that we talked about all season is. If you're going to roster the quote-unquote handcuffs, go get a guy that's the backup to another player, not one of yours. Right. However, as we move towards the playoffs, like I, my team on our league of record has Alvin Kamara on it. I just traded for Latavius Murray so that I have that insurance if Kamara goes down. Now, now is the time in the year where having that backup matters. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I agree 100%. All right. Joe Mixon here. Um, I don't I don't know what's going on. He missed the two weeks leading up to the bye, um, then had the bye week, and everyone expected him to be back this week, and he has not pa- practiced for the past three days. So he is doubtful. you got to be worried as a uh, Mixon manager. I, I don't know what's going on there. I, I, he's, I, he's not going to play this week. No way. 
No, anyway. no, and he's not gonna play. At this point, it's just it's getting worse and worse. Uh, like, I, when he comes back, he'll I'm sure he'll be good, but I, something's going on. I don't know what what is going on with him, and why it's lingering so long. He's been out for several weeks now. Yeah, and how do you sit with him? just on your team i mean this is the playoff push he misses more and more games i i don't know if the injury was more severe than they thought it was he it's not like he can be upset with his contract he just signed a mega deal over the off season right yeah this is worrisome if, uh, again go get the backup if if someone else owns giovanni bernard in your league and you have joe mixon on your team go get geo bernard because he's been good when mixon's been out we have two starting running back here, starting running backs here, David Montgomery and David Johnson in concussion protocol. Both these guys suffered them last Sunday. Uh, actually, David, yeah, and uh, David Johnson is looking like he's going to miss on Sunday. He still hasn't practiced. Uh, David Montgomery and the Bears play on Monday, so he's got a chance, but it's gonna it's gonna be a close call. I'd, I'd start looking for other options. Oh, definitely. Especially with Montgomery, the game being on Monday. If you wait till Monday, hoping he plays and he doesn't play, you're gonna have to play. What's the What's the backup's name? Ryan Nall. Yeah, Ryan Nall. So, if we get if we get to Sunday and he's still out, I would pick up a different flex play. And, Anyone else? Yeah. Anyone else? If Duke Johnson's still out here, out oh, absolutely. There with David Johnson missing. Duke Johnson's his backup should be a good play this week. Uh, you can take your shot on any of the Chargers running backs. We'll get to that in a second. I you've got to have a backup option because um, we we'll hear on Saturday most likely if he's going to miss, but he, it could be on Sunday and then you could be screwed. Uh, some good news here: Nick Chubb is back at practice and looking good. Miles Sanders also, uh, and then Kenyon Drake after. This sort of scary injury two weeks ago. Um, he's back limited. I think all three of these guys are going to play. Actually, I just got an update. Kenyon Drake is going to be a game time decision. So that's a little more frightening. But the other two guys for sure are going to are going to be out there. Sam, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. So Nick Chubb is going to play, and he's going to be great. So put him in here. We'll talk about him in a little bit, uh, I believe. Uh, and then Miles Sanders is going to play, and he's also going to be great. The Eagles have missed him quite a bit. Miles Sanders a is lot. a guy you can count on. We can win a count. He's he's he was a guy I wasn't super in on coming to the season, but he is very talented, and he's he's going to be one of the only when he's out there. there. Yeah, when he's when he's out there, he's good for sure. And then as far as Kenyon Drake goes, um, I am also mentioning him in a little bit, but Kenyon Drake is a player who has fluctuated for me a lot this season. Now that he's coming back, I'm kind of in on him a little bit. If he plays this week, especially I'm a little after hesitant. Chase Edmonds kind of had a down game. Yes, especially because Chase yeah, Edmonds. Yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant this week, especially with that game time decision ruling. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of the season, I think he should be pretty good. I, I don't think that injury was as bad as we had first, it first looked like. Right. All right, uh, Daryl Henderson uh, is going to play this week. He was injured in week eight, and then they had their bye. This was pretty expected. Um, 
They play the Seahawks this week. I don't think they're going to be running the ball a whole lot, but he is the Rams running back you want to play. Yes, absolutely. Devonta Freeman, Giants running back, has been sent to the IR. I will mention what to do with that situation in a little bit. Uh, this this move to IR came out this morning, and it definitely gives some clarity. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, Wayne Gallman was the RB seven last Fire week. Up so Wayne Gallman shares. He is playing Tampa Bay this <laughs> week. So, or no, he's he's not paying. Yeah, is he playing Tampa Bay? No. They're playing the Eagles. The Eagles. So, they already so played tough teams. defensive line. Yeah, tough defensive line, but he's a starting running back in without very much competition. So I'm, I'm in on him. Uh, Justin Jackson, actually, Justin Jackson and Raheem Mostert both said that they thought that they could play this week, and both their coach, coaches have shut them down. Justin Jackson is a little scary rest of the season outlook. Austin Eckler released a pretty, I don't know if you saw it, Sam, pretty sweet video of him running. Oh yeah. Um, he's, he's ready to come back. So with Justin Jackson out this week and all the other stable of running backs that they have there that looked okay. Uh, rest of the season doesn't look great. Nope, not at all. Um, but Anthony Lynn did say, I mean, Justin Jackson's practicing, so he's healthy. He just wanted him uh, to have an extra week off. Whereas Raheem Mostert, this is great news. Um, the Niners are on by next week, so you won't get to play him until week twelve. But if he was, if he thought he could play this week, in two weeks he'll be healthy as can be. Yeah, so he's, he'll be ready. Great to news go. there. Yeah, especially for the 49ers. Um, they they need some help in the running back room. They've just had so many injuries. Some quick wide receiver news here. Um, Preston Williams was sent to the IR. He landed really funny after that touchdown uh, he caught, um, which is too bad. He, he started coming on with Tua a little bit. They're showing their connection, um, but hopefully it's not as bad as it looked. Uh, they said it's going to be three to four weeks, I believe. Yeah, it's really he he really did look like he was building something with Tua there. It's just unfortunate timing on the on the injury, I guess. But yeah, he's he's a guy who I'm going to be looking towards next year in the draft as kind of a mid-round steal um just because he hasn't proven a ton yet, but in the game that he had with Tua, he looked great and I think that you know, the, the third-year wide receiver breakout is a real thing in fantasy football, and he could be the next guy to do that. Um, Alan Lazard, the Packers' de facto second-string wide receiver, um, who suffered that core injury four weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if he's been activated from IR yet, but he will play either this week or next week, uh, which is a pretty quick recovery for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, uh, Alan Lazard is a guy who I'm very interested in. Uh, we we've talked we talked about him back when he was healthy, which is a while ago now. But uh, he's a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. He's a guy that's going to get targets. He's going to be the wide receiver too when he comes back. Um, and I think that's a position that if if you have a talented receiver, which Alan Lazard is, I think that can be a very viable fantasy. position. That is super valuable. Yeah. Um, as a manager of Devontae Adams, 
you know, I'm I'm going to be sad. He's going to be going down from like 30 points a game to like 22. Yep. But I guess I guess I can deal with that. Um, but it makes me happy for Alan Lazard. He had his career best day. The game that he got injured, he had a ton of yards. And anytime Aaron Rodgers trusts a target, that target has been good consistently. Absolutely. So um, exciting stuff there. John Brown, uh, he had not practiced all week, but he was back at a full practice yesterday. Uh, this is good for the Bills. They need help at receiver, but uh, he's been he's been great for fantasy when he's been out there. We oh, talked about oh, him as a target earlier this season. Yeah, he, uh, he's still a target for me. In his yeah. in his last game, he had his uh, season high in targets and yardage. So I'm all I'm all I'm all in on on him. Yeah, and I talked about it. The the Bills receivers are valuable. Josh Allen's throwing the ball like crazy. So he's he's for sure someone I'm interested in. And then last little tidbit here, Michael Hardman. After he showed he was playing pretty well, uh, especially with Sammy Watkins out, has just been placed on the COVID list. This is too bad. I mean, he, he was finally showing that he could take over that number two role in the Kansas City offense. And... Uh, he misses three or four weeks. There's, I just don't think it's going to happen this season. I don't either. I'm not counting on it. Um, he's still a guy that can boomer bust with Sammy Watkins in there, but it's less likely yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's not going to get seven targets like he did last week again this season. No. Um, but he definitely could catch an 80-yard touchdown whenever. So he's a good flex play still, but... I was hoping he could build a little bit more than that to his repertoire. I also, um, I also would like that, to mention just real quick. It just, I just got the notification yeah, go for it. that uh, Kenny Galladay has been ruled out for this week. So don't, don't play him. That was like expected. That. Yeah. Um, it was expected, um, but it, it's now final. He's out uh, for another week. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. Yeah, the the hip issue. It was, it was. Going in, fantasy doctors, NFL doctors said that they, it was going to be a three to four week injury. So you just had you, you can't have expectations of him being back until next week or the following. Um, that's good for Marvin Jones, bad for Matthew Stafford. Oh yeah, big time. All right, let's do our last keep trade cut. Last time, Sam did the quarterbacks and wide receivers, and I did the running backs and tight ends. We have flipped it. So I'm going to list off three quarterbacks for Sam here, and he's going to choose which to keep, which to trade, and which to cut. So here are the three quarterbacks. Breeze, Burrow, Goff. Go. Breeze, Burrow, Goff. All right. This one is pretty straightforward to me. I'm going to cut Goff. I'm going to cut Goff. He's been he's had his ups and downs, but overall he's been pretty mediocre yeah. this season. He hasn't done a whole lot for you in terms of winning you games. Um, that offense I think is is good, and there's certainly a, a world out there where Jared Goff is a really valuable fantasy asset. But I'm much more into Breezenboro. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and trade Joe Burrow. First, I just want to say, yeah, Burrow, he's got the most trade value. Burrow's the one that's gonna be best rest of season, I think. But he's also got the most trade value, so I'm gonna trade him, and I'm gonna keep Drew Brees. Because I'm, I've liked more. I've liked what I've seen from him lately more 
than I did at the beginning of the season. I've grown on him a little bit. I think uh, last week was not the greatest showing in the world for Michael Thomas coming back, but that it does make a difference to that whole offense, and Breeze as a whole will be way better off with Michael Thomas out there. So I'm I'm comfortable keeping Breeze. Yeah, I mean it was it was a not the best showing for the whole Saints offense just because they didn't really have to do anything. They blew out the game. Bucks. It was a weird game that you can't really count on to uh you can't really base anything off of. No. I'm with you. I, I think that I, it's a toss up between cutting Breeze or Goff. Both have pretty good schedules in the fantasy playoffs, which is something that I'm looking towards now. Um, but I think I'm with you. I like the chances of Drew Brees throwing touchdowns more than Jared Goff will, just because Daryl Henderson's had a pretty good nose. Actually, all three of the Rams running backs have had pretty good noses for the end zone. All right, uh, list off some running backs for me. I got me. a hot one for you. Got a hot one, especially since last night's game. I got Jonathan Taylor, yeah. DeAndre Swift, and Ronald Jones. Yeah, um, it's harder now. I we we did this exercise yesterday when we tried to record the podcast, like I mentioned, and my trade was Jonathan Taylor just because I felt like he had the most value. Not really after last night. I mean, he just hasn't shown. He's had his is under two carry or under ten carries both the last two games. He might still have the most value here because none of these guys have a ton of value. All three of these guys, I will say, I'm pretty confident in being my wide or running back three or my flex on my team. But I'm not very confident in any of them to be anything more than that. So I think Taylor's probably still got the most trade value. People don't believe in Swift or Jones. And I I know that you're going to disagree with me here, but I'm going to keep Ronald Jones. I think that although he's taken a back seat in the offense to Leonard Fournette the past couple games, um, he possesses the most, in my mind, the, the biggest blow-up game potential because he can run for 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. Um, because Tom Brady does like him, even though he doesn't catch the ball. And people don't believe in him, so you're not going to get anything from him. I uh, So I'm going to keep Jones, trade Taylor, cut Swift. I do disagree with you here. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still trading Jonathan Taylor, but I'm going to keep DeAndre Swift. I like the workload he's been getting. And basically, I'm going to cut Jones because uh, he's been shakier as of late, and I think that Leonard Fournette being there really changes things. Um, so... I agree. None, none of these situations are great. I just can't bring myself to uh, play a Lions running back consistently. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, but maybe? let's, yeah, yeah. Let me throw. These are big name guys moving from the uh, RB late to uh, sludge to the wide receivers. So Calvin Ridley. Disappointing start or disappointing of late, but really good start to the season. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best, and Will Fuller, all pretty close in terms of points per game. What are you doing? I am first of all, 
Hopkins is in a different realm altogether than these other guys. I'm keeping Hopkins, no question. Hopkins is one of the most valuable receivers in fantasy right now. No way I'm getting rid of him for anything other than a crazy, crazy trade. Uh, I'm going to be... I just wanted to, because he has been disappointing in the past couple weeks, so I just wanted to point out to everyone, and I was, I'm was, i glad this was your response. If, if you're... You can still be confident you, in DeAndre Hopkins. If you get scared off by a couple bad weeks from a player like DeAndre Hopkins, you don't have the stomach to play fantasy football. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. uh, trading Calvin Ridley. He's still the wide receiver three, I think, on, in on the season, even though he's been Nuts. he's got a ton of trade value. I'm trading him for sure, and I'm going to have to cut Will Fuller. Yeah, it's too bad. I, I love Will Fuller, but I think that you're right as far as who's got the most value. Uh, you you got to trade Ridley. Absolutely. But let's, uh, let's flip over to the tight yeah. ends. What do you got for me? Last one here. Uh, I got Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, and Hayden Hurst. What do you think? This is so gross. I gave you good names. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no really good names at the tight end yeah. position. Um, so, Hurst has been the most consistent, and I think that that holds value. Um, but Mark Andrews is probably the guy that you can get the most out of in a trade. So I'm going to trade him. The toss-up between Ingram and Hurst, I think Ingram's got more blow-up game potential, but Hurst is good for eight points pretty much every week, so it just depends on what you like on your team. I think I'm going to keep Ingram and cut Hurst, but I know that it just really depends on your uh, team construction. What what would you do here? I'm trading Mark Andrews. He's got the most trade value for sure. He's still got a big name. He still has the breakout potential. That's there. I'm going to drop, or I'm going to cut Evan Ingram. Uh, last week was his first touchdown of the game. He really hasn't been getting getting utilized as much and as often as I thought he would be. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and cut him. And I'm going to keep Hayden Hurst because he's been the most consistent out of the three. And he really yeah. hasn't had that many down weeks. Like he's He's been very good as far as tight ends go all season. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine riding with him. Yeah, he's not going to goose you. Uh, um, he's not going to give you zero points like either of the other guys could. I just I think that Evan Ingram has more blow up game potential, and at this point in the year, I want guys that are going to have twenty to thirty point weeks. And I just I don't think Hurst is ever going to get there. Even though he is talented, and he will give you that eight to ten points pretty much every week. But let's move to our start sits. As we mentioned, we missed Thursday night. Uh, Sam's prediction was to sit all Colts running backs. And unless you were going to start Naeem Hines, this was a good prediction. Um, But we missed out on it. So my start for the next game we're going to talk about, the Bucks panthers is to start Ronald Jones. So I talked him up earlier. Um, and I think that the Bucks were embarrassed last week against the Saints. We mentioned that they were blown out. And they're playing another intradivisional opponent. And they want to prove how good they are. So even though I like both these offenses, I think that the Bucks are going to try and shut the Panthers down and then just run it down their throats with Ronald Jones. So that's 
that's my start. I don't necessarily hate starting Ronald Jones in this situation, but I will say I expect Leonard Fournette to be heavily in the mix as well. So I'm a little less in on Ronald Jones just in gen- general. But we already talked about that. Um, my my cho- uh, choice for the Texans-Browns game is going to be just a reminder to start both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Chubb is back. That oh, doesn't yeah. mean you got much. to. You know, it's they'll both get a lot of work and they'll both be really good. So fire them up. And then my uh, and I think my deeper oh you... my deeper play here would be Rashard Higgins. And I just want to remind people: two weeks ago, before the bye, was, was supposed to be Rashard Higgins' breakout. It was against the Raiders, but that game was a slush fest. It was super icy, super cold, super windy. It was not a good, uh, not a good game for any receiver, uh, really, and not a good game for quarterbacks. Uh, so I think this is the week that we're going to really be able to tell if Rashard Higgins is worth it. Yeah, Baker loves this guy. I think that he's someone that we should be talking about. I don't know if you need to start him unless you're that desperate, but I think that this game will show that he'll be pretty involved the rest of the season. And quick mention, I, I agree completely with you. I think Kareem Hunt's probably better with Nick Chubb around. So start both these guys as top 12 options, in my opinion. Um, much less exciting game than Texans-Browns. Here is the Washington football team versus the Detroit Lions. I'm just not in on Matthew Stafford this week, so sit him if you can. He's dealing with an injury of his own. Kenny Galladay's out with injury. And they're playing a pretty good defense in washington so sit stafford i'm on board with this one football the washington football team is good on defense all right next game is the jags packers i'm sitting DJ, well, okay sorry i wanted to, ch- to change this actually to uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable starting dj chark at this point now i was gonna sit him but jair alexander is not going to play He's in the concussion protocol. Yeah, he's got a concussion. It's not going to happen. And without Jair Alexander out there following DJ Chark around, I think he's going to have a nice day. They're going to be throwing a ton. They're going to the Jaguars are going to be behind DJ Chark. Oh yeah, uh, DJ Chark has a pretty set in stone target share that he is that he uh, commands when he's out there, and he is the most talented wide receiver on that team. So if he gets the ball often, I do think he ends up with a very nice fantasy finish for you and lavisca chenault who's kind of been their wide receiver two this season is out with his hamstring injury so he dj chark should should receive a lot of targets also keep playing james robinson he is gonna just keep killing it at running back and the packers run defense is very weak my next game here is eagles giants both these defenses are better than people think, but I think that both these offenses are going to try and prove that they're not as bad as they've been. So I'm starting most of these offensive weapons, starting with Dallas Goddard. I think that any game that he's healthy the rest of the season, he's going to be a top five option at tight end. Carson Wentz loves him. He was funneling him targets at the beginning of the year. And then we mentioned him earlier. Sneaky start, Wayne Goldman. Maybe not as sneaky anymore. He was running back seven last week, but De- Devontae Freeman is on the IR. They're calling up Alfred Morris. There's no competition there. So I'm, I'm playing Goddard and then Goldman if, if you can. Yeah, I, 
I'm in a position. I, I've been trying, wondering about starting winning Gallman all week. I think I'm. I think I'm getting more and more uh, close. I to think you should. Him. Uh, I like him. Uh, next game is the Bills Cardinals. My sneaky start is Kenyon Drake if he plays. Um, the Bills rush defense is not very good this year. Kenyon Drake, I think if he if he's healthy enough to play, uh, they will give him the ball. If they if the, if he's even close to not being healthy enough to play, I think they keep him out of this game. So if he's playing, I'm perfectly comfortable starting him. In his stead, I'm also comfortable with Chase Edmonds. I know last week wasn't what people were hoping for, but he can. Chase Edmonds is still a good running back. The Bills are still not a very good run defense. I'm on board with it. Yeah, and now with this game time decision stuff, I think that I'm leaning towards Kenyon Drake not playing. Regardless, I'm with you. I'm playing Chase Edmonds. Um, but if he does play, I'm, I'm comfortable with him as a running back to kind of rest the season. Chargers-Dolphins is my next game here. Um, and what should be a pretty exciting matchup between the rookie quarterbacks. However, I think that these defenses are tr- going to try and overwhelm the, the opposing quarterbacks. Both pretty decent defenses and... Uh, We've been waiting on Justin Herbert to have a down week, and I think that this is it. And then the Chargers defense, I think, is going to be a lot to handle for Tua and that young offensive line. So I'm sitting both these quarterbacks if you can. I am. Uh, I'm. It's it's tough. I know because Herbert's been playing so great, and Tua has honestly been pretty good too. But I I'm in full agreement here. All right, next game is Broncos Raiders. I'm going to be starting Jerry Judy. Last week was his coming out party. He was incredible. Had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Just absolutely making dudes look like fools out there. Uh, I've been in on Jerry Judy since coming out of college, and the Raiders are not very good at stopping wide receivers, so it's it's a perfect storm. No. Yeah, this should be a really fun game to watch, actually. I think both these offenses are a lot better than I expected, at least. And we've got the uh, Alabama rookie wide receiver duel so that that should be fun to watch uh 49ers saints i hate making my start a defense but i'm gonna start the saints defense i uh it's gonna be tough to watch this 49ers offense especially without raheem mostert for the next couple games um and that saints d kind of kind of turned things on last week against the bucks I think they keep it going against the 49ers. And then along with that, lower your expectations for the Saints offensive players. This is another situation like last week where they're going to get up by a whole lot and then just not use Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, which is a tough thing for me to say as someone that has a bunch of shares of both. I have a sneaky suspicion that this game is going to be a little bit closer than people think. Um, but I will say the 49ers are overdue for a game where a defense does really well against them, so I'm on board here. Uh, Bengals-Steelers is the next game. I'm going to be starting T. Higgins, and at this point that should be obvious against uh, yep. against defense. Rest of the season. Are, uh, not that great against the wide receiver position. And I just want to say if Ben plays, I'm fine with all three Steelers wide receivers. If Ben doesn't play, it's going to be... It's still a pretty good matchup for these guys, but I would think about pivoting away because it might be pretty ugly. Yeah, if Ben doesn't play pretty much the only guy I'm going to 
play as Juju just because he's the slot guy, even though he didn't have great rapport with Mason Rudolph last year. Um, he's still their underneath guy. Um, but I mentioned it earlier, if Ben doesn't play, I'm all in on James Conner this week. Uh, my next game here might be the best game of the week. Seahawks-Rams, another intradivisional matchup. I'm starting everyone. The Seahawks defense, we met and talked about it, really, really bad this year. Um, so even start Jared Goff and then uh, everyone else you're playing. Your, your Rams wide receivers, your Seahawks wide receivers, whichever is the number one running back for either of these teams, just go ahead and play everyone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, my last game, Sunday Night Football, Ravens-Patriots. It, Yuck. I am going to be starting Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has gotten actually every single target for the Patriots the last two weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, Cam Newton likes him. Uh, and the Ravens are really good on defense, but... If you get 14 targets in a game, you're gonna have a good you're gonna have a good enough fantasy out, output. So, I am I am perfectly fine with Jacoby Myers in this game and moving forward. Yeah, until the Patriots get a little more healthy at wide receiver, he has turned into the target monster for Cam Newton. Um, and we saw with the Colts last week, Michael Pittman got the most targets against the Ravens and turned in a pretty decent fantasy day. So. Even though the Ravens' defense is great, um, whichever receiver, I mean, someone's got to score points against them, so I'm, I'm with you. Vikings-Bears is the Monday night game, and what should be, I, I think the Vikings are going to keep it rolling from the last week's win against the Packers. They're, gonna, they're just going to manhandle the Bears. So the Bears have started showing how bad that that team actually is. So I'm sitting all the Bears unless you have to. I think you probably have to play Allen Robinson, and then if David Montgomery plays, you might have to play him also just because it's a weaker run defense, but this offense is not fun to watch, man. Absolutely not. Uh, and I'm I'm fine with Allen Robinson in this game. I really am. The Vikings are not that good on defense, um, but I'm with you on everything else. And you, you might have to play David Montgomery, but... We keep seeing it. David Montgomery just puts up mediocre performance after mediocre performance. So I'm not super excited to play him in this yep. Tough to watch. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that does wrap us up here. We do appreciate you guys sticking around with us. Um, and this is when the season gets fun. So keep coming back. Absolutely. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week.